welcome everybody to our latest episode of the Color of Money podcast. Today we have a unique, cool, special guest um, talking about our eight eight weeks to wealth. Today we're going to welcome Miss Gabby Brennerschultz. Now Gabby is incredibly dynamic. I met Gabby about a year ago, year and a half ago or so, and I heard all the things about how top level she was and how great she was. To be honest with you, I was a little intimidated about by the woman. And then you meet her and she is the sweetest, kindest human. Gabby's been the executive uh, MAPS executive coach and a real estate professional with over a decade experience in buying, selling, and holding real estate and commercial real estate. Now, Gabby's coached over 13,000 hours under her belt on coaching and teaching teams and agents how to run successful businesses. She's helped over 200 business owners build their path to wealth and grow their businesses. She's an investor in a multi-million dollar real estate portfolio. She's an owner in multiple businesses, um, including partnerships and syndications, a whole bunch of crazy stuff. And what I think I love the most, the number one dog-centric RV park in the country called Veggie, Four Paws. <laughs> I've never said that before, Gabby. Four Paws Kingdom Campground. Now, I think what we're going to talk about today with this whole wealth journey and um, Gabby's role as a director of KW Wealth inside of Keller Williams, she has a community focused on agents, not just being real estate agents, but really building wealth through this thing that we do, which is buying and selling real estate. So welcome, Gabby. I'm so excited to have you today. Welcome, Thank you. Gabby. Thank you, Julia. It's an incredible honor to be here with uh, the two of you. I'm really excited to spend uh, time with, with both of you, two humans I greatly love and respect. Now, KW Wealth is a new community that we built inside of inside of Keller Williams. Um, tell us a little bit about where that came from. Why why KW Wealth is a thing, and then we can kind of jump into that that the eight, the eight weeks of wealth and what we need to be paying attention to. Yeah, sure thing. So the community is just turned a year old, right? We launched uh, last July, and really, what happened six months prior to that was a conversation that truly changed the trajectory of what would become known as KW Wealth. Uh, during family reunion, Gary Keller and Brett Tanner were having a conversation in regards to uh, almost lamenting right, how real estate agents make so much gross commission income, and yet that there seems to be a lack of guide path to what to do with that money and how to build generational wealth. Right, we, There are some stereotypes that float in the universe on what realtors, you know, how they show up and what they do and how fancy and glamorous they are. Yet as, you know, Brett Tanner himself grew a mass business and was entering environments and rooms where a lot of folks were selling a lot of houses. This was about a decade ago when he had that realization, they discovered that people weren't keeping their money, right? So he set out on a personal quest to build wealth. And of course, we've heard, you know, Gary Keller's wealth building story over and over again. And as the two of you were sitting there at family reunion, they said, you know, what would it look like if we changed the conversation so that our real estate associates at Keller Williams could think about money differently? So the community was, the thought was born at family reunion with an official launch as of last July. And here we are one year young and we're sitting at over 530 community members as of today. We have a mastermind right, where folks can also join and really deepen their understanding around business management, entity structures, cash flow, all things wealth. And, you know, we're, we're growing at a very fast pace because it seems like this is the kind of conversation that our associates want more of. Yeah, absolutely. I've, I've been coaching with Brett for eight years or so now and being a part of, I mean, I thought this is the way that all agents thought. And understanding how 
disconnected they are from their wealth building journey versus them being a successful real estate agent is astonishing. Well, also- even just in the industry, I've noticed that until recently, that conversation has been lacking. We talk a lot about gross commission income. We talk a lot about getting your units up. We talk a lot about, you know, selling houses. But the wealth conversation is kind of new in the industry. And honestly, I'm not hearing a whole bunch of people talk about it. But this new KW Wealth Community Initiative, I mean, it's taken off, right, Gabby? You all are all over the country doing these things. Every time I turn around, somebody's like, and we're bringing in KW to talk about because it is the conversation that people want to have now that we should have always been having. Like you're saying, Daniel, you didn't realize people weren't having them, but we, we were not having them. <laughs> not having yeah, them. But it goes back to environment, right? If you're teaching, you know, if you're teaching a six-year-old that it's okay to eat Cheetos every day for lunch, they're going to grow up and they're going to build patterns yeah. and habits around what they think about food and what they think about potentially exercise. And it's no different with money. And if we're surrounding ourselves with people who think that success equals units or volume instead of the profit that we're keeping and then what we're ultimately doing with that profit, it's no surprise that there are certain environments where that may have been the main conversation. And that's why we are very, very passionate about helping people build that financial uh, the, the financial education and foundation and ultimately help others you know, see what's possible so that if things like unforeseen natural disasters or worldly events like what happened in 2020 through 2022 happened, because that was a big wake-up call for a lot of agents that all of a sudden had to shift and pivot their, their businesses to realize, well, could I have avoided such a panic if my house of financial needs was in order and if my lifestyle was already being met so that I, I wouldn't have to work, I could choose to work. Right? It just it changed, I think, and I think part of where we are in 2023 is maybe an outcome of what people want more of because they lived through life-altering experiences and fears around yeah. money very recently, right? But it, it took a whole world to wake up to that. Well, Gabby, when did you, when did you, when did this click for you? I mean, being a maps coach and being an executive coach for so long. I'm sure you were privy to some of these conversations early in your career. Is that right? Or how, what made you start thinking about this and building building wealth even before KW Wealth was even created? Yeah, as a coach, that that was absolutely my my journey, Daniel. You just nailed it. Um, I ended up, uh, you know, as as a coach over time, you you build a certain reputation around a velvet rope or a thing that your your clients have a lot of success on, right? So they bring in their peers that that want the same level of success. And I reached a point in my career where um, I had the pleasure of working re- with really high-level producers, meaning they were running either big teams or very effective single-agent businesses. And the common story became that they wanted to have the option to not having to work anymore, right? And the way, and so the conversations turned into a lot of leadership and business management, right? Operationalizing conversations. Yet they were also making a lot of money and they they truly had no idea what to do beyond reading the PL, right? Not a mm-hmm. first step, not a team of trusted financial advisors, um, no idea on different types of investment vehicles beyond the one asset class that they would know, maybe it was residential, right? Or within that luxury, maybe commercial. And so as a coach, you 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 go into your reflection every week and you ask yourself, you know, what is how can I simplify this for my clients? And what is really the one thing that if they understood a path and I could help them build that and train to that would change the trajectory of what it is they ultimately want. And the more, the, right, the more clear I ended up getting that, all right, if the vision is for everyone to be at choice, 
then how do we get to be at choice? Well, we get to be at choice when our financial house is in order, whether that's knowing what your survival rate is, right, or, or knowing that your lifestyle number would be coming in at any given point, whether you choose to sell another house or not, right? So ultimately, that ended up being my journey is once I realized that my clients didn't know how to create the plan, right, they, they hadn't slowed down long enough to create their dream wealth, we call it a burn rate at, at you know, KW Wealth, you could, yeah. you may call it your budget, right? Just the box by which you wake up every every day, every month, every year, realizing this is how much I I spend on my perfect lifestyle, right? So once I started giving them some of these tools to think about, and they started to write that on paper, then the conversation naturally became, well, but what does that look like if I could generate that passively? Well, now we were talking because my high level producers that that already knew how to make a lot of money, then ultimately had to learn also how to manage, not only manage that money, but become the type of person that would also remargin their life in order to be able to have enough investable money based on their timeframes, right? And the timeframes that I would often hear um, with, with the business owners would be somewhere between three and 10 years, right? That depends on how old they are, what big goals they had, children, greater causes, um, but once we formulated a plan for them, right, then they just had to figure out how much risk or noise that they would want to incur on this new path or, you know, making making this either a hustle or a hobby um, around generating cash flow and also weaning themselves off this drug of high gross commission income, right, to, yeah. to become the person that could keep more of it and to learn how to actively or passively start to investing that money. Well, Gabby, that's a mindset shift. How, how, what, what do you see is the, is the first thing that people need to think about before they start changing the behaviors, right? Like these are all successful people who make a ridiculous amount of money, but are still living closing to closing and don't necessarily have passive income and assets and all the rest of the things. What do you see is like the first pivot they need to make inside of their brain before they can change behaviors? Lack of vision. Right. Cause at the end of it, and it sounds so cliche yet, if you, if you think about how Gary starts off MREA, MREI, even the one thing, right? The myths around what the mindset that you have to create, it's, it really is vision because vision is, and will always be in my mind, the, uh, the indicator, the igniter of all high level mm-hmm. performance. You're not clear on why you want that $10,000 monthly cash flow or that $50,000 ultimate lifestyle cash flow you're not going to get there, right? And it may mean that you will take time to really answer those questions for yourself because those are the only answers that matter to ask yourself, right? Who will be in my life in the next five years when I accomplish this? What will no longer matter, right? What fears and doubts will I have resolved? Who can I serve when I generate this income? We have a community member whose one goal in our community is to be able to give $100,000 annually. That's why he's in the community, Right? That's his drive. And every time when he contributes to our calls on Wednesdays, that's all he talks about. <laughs> so, Gabby, you, um, you, you, you mentioned and you were speaking about high earners and high producers and what to do with their money to you know, use passive money. There's a, uh, particularly um, for our listeners and in the black community, we have a very different income level. It's a very different uh, conversation. And in fact, a black real estate agent makes a third of what a white real estate agent makes. Um, so a lot of black real estate agents aren't maybe in that group of people or in that category of people that you're 
talking about or referring to that make this massive amount of money and they have a different, maybe are starting at a different place. You have this class that you all have called Eight Weeks to Wealth. Now, is the Eight Weeks to Wealth only for high earners or those who are already making a lot of money? Or could an average agent who maybe even is just starting out, um, is that something that would be valuable for them to learn some of the steps in there? And what are the steps in the Eight Weeks to Wealth that you all talk about? Absolutely. And this is exactly why the course was also born, Julia. Um, and because the the idea is not that you have to make a ton of money. The idea is that um, we wanted to design a course that over the course of, of eight weeks would introduce you to the eight pillars of wealth that we ultimately train to in our community. So the course was born to help build a like a, just a foundational idea right? that really breaks down vision, limiting beliefs, adopting the wealth mindset, right? creating an idea for your time frame based on how much money you're making and how, how much time it may take for you to get to that initial cash flow goal. So wherever you may start, right? maybe you're a half capper and you're just getting started, is, is the perfect place for you because that way we're giving you um, some paths to think about that you can use at any scale of your wealth journey and begin to implement. Because right? the reality is we were all there at some point. right? Brett, Brett Tanner 15 years ago, with so much love and respect, he was broke. He was broke. He was running like a hothead, right? And he was trying to hustle and do all the things. And he was playing high-risk games to get high-risk returns. And, and that was part of what shaped him, right? I'm the opposite of that, Julia. I was a music teacher, right? I was a marching band and choir director. And I fell into real estate because what else is gonna a girl got to do with a you know, music degree, a master's degree in music and jazz studies, right? I mean, might as well try and sell a house, right? So all, we come from different paths. And the course, Eight Weeks to Wealth, is specifically designed to help you give you enough ideas and tools and a plan of execution so you can start wherever you are in your journey. So I just finished the Eight Weeks to Wealth yesterday. I think yesterday was the eighth class, and um, I was with it on week one, week two. I'm doing the homework. I'm like, yes, okay, this is great foundational. But I, I will say, by week, well, by week eight, Daniel, Daniel, by week eight, Brett was talking about being the bank and all this. I logged off. Yeah. I'm like, I'm still on five, bro. Let me go back to you know, <laughs> go back. But I got to plug eight weeks to wealth. Um, and like you said, and I'm glad that you said, yeah, it's for somebody who really is just starting out. I wish I had had the mindset to even yeah. have to even start thinking about those things in the beginning, right, of my real estate career. Um, but I've got to plug the class, the class Eight Weeks to Wealth. Um, how often do you all do that? Where can people find it? Uh, tell us more, because it was by far one of the best um, classes, or, or, or I don't even want to call it a class. Uh, it was a journey, a right? I want to... Yeah. Yeah, it was a, a workshop journey, and it was one of the best workshop journeys that I've been on. Um, and and I and I know these concepts, but the way it was delivered, it was it was inspirational. Um, how do people find it? Where do they find it? Where do they get it? How do they take it? Yeah, so uh, where do we find it? Is on the Maps Coaching website. If you check out the Maps Track uh, Fast Track programs, it is on there. We're currently uh, closing out our our uh, sessions for eight weeks to wealth. We had two: a morning and an evening one. And Maps has not yet released the new launch dates yet. They should be up uh, towards the end of the year as we're approaching the fourth quarter. And you know, again, that the course is, is fairly new because the community is pretty new. And um, it was a, a huge request that we were getting after um, Brett and I were launching the roadshows across the country where folks were saying, you know, love the roadshow, 
eight hours packed of, of so much information, what can you create to chunk down this path so that we can not get the whole fire hose in eight hours, but really start eating yeah. this elephant one bite at a time? So it is an attempt of an, a linear approach to ideas and ways to think about wealth, even though we know wealth isn't linear, right? Which is why, Julia, it may, you know, there may have been some, some weeks that may have resonated with you on a much deeper level than becoming your own banker, right? Because it is your <laughs> yeah. part journey, yet the cool news is when you have access to the resources after the course is complete and you're able to, to take in the information first and then study on your own, own pace over time. Yeah. And I think that you made a good point even right there saying that, you know, um, it, it's not even about maybe you're not ready to be the bank. I am not, I am in no position to be a bank, right? But uh, just the conversations that people were having, to, it's kind of like the be in the room concept, right? Just to hear people talking about what they were doing, you're like, these people are doing these kind of things. Uh, and even that in itself, you know, helps to shape the mindset that we've been talking about to just think differently and think a lot bigger. Uh, and then you realize how many people are doing these kind of things. And then I started to feel like, well, damn, am I the only one that's not a damn bank? Like, wait, hold on now. Like, <laughs> wait a minute. Right. But it's, it's cool to be around. And, and we've talked about on previous podcasts, the people around you and the environment that you're in and the conversations yeah. that you hear. And of course, there's the bold law. You, you, people grow into the conversations around them. So uh, even though that conversation in particular was over my head, I was glad to be listening to people have it. And what I, you know, but there's also the reality of, I think, all of our journeys. The, when we start solving new problems for our lives, the first few sets of conversations we have around this new problem or challenge is maybe like someone is speaking Chinese to us. And it's exactly the same thing around wealth. I mean, I remember vividly, like this was just a few years ago as I was getting into protecting wealth and really bu and building trusts and entity structures. I would show up on calls with the estate attorney and go, you're going to have to slow this down or we're going to have to start recording these calls so I can listen to them 20 times because you just used a whole bunch of jargon that makes no sense to me, right? Talk to me like I'm a kindergartner. And so it, it it's really, as long as you're the person who's a self-aware and be curious to continue to be in those conversations, much of it ends up coming together, right? One of the books that we're reading currently in our KB Wealth community is um, uh, the, the resources on the almanac of Naval Ravikant. I may be botching this name, so <laughs> Julia, forgive me. Yet it's one of the greatest reads, and one of the things that really stood out to me as I also had my coaching partners read this, is this idea of just read, right? If you want to immerse yourself in a language, yeah. Just start babbling, start speaking and start and then don't stop because the more you begin to understand the syllables, the accents, the ways, the inflections of someone speaking that language, you will begin to speak the language. It's a natural outcome again of your environment and who you're surrounding yourself with. Wealth, in our mind, Akitabi Wealth, is just another language. And the reason why our members are starting to build this incredible traction around things that they had no idea about 12 months ago is because they're executing, right? They're babbling. And in some cases, they're starting to speak quite fluently. Yeah, and I think that's such a powerful piece because we talked about mindset. We talked about having a big vision and then giving yourself grace to not know it all right away. I mean, I had to hear cost segregation and have Brett map it out for me at least six times before I'm like, okay, I'll try it. Are you sure this when is that, we're able Daniel? to do when, these when things? Was, when did you start having the cost segregation conversation? I'm curious. Oh my goodness! I think it was 2018, 2019, and I didn't so do it's my been first. been a couple of years. Oh yeah, I feel great about it now. I can well, recite I, it and I, do I all the that things. Gabby because he's he's basically saying he was babbling right when he was learning about yeah. it. But when Dan talked to me about it, he was speaking fluent, like it was his very first language, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
But it's just that it's the constant and never ending improvement and understanding. And just again, I think it's so many people in our industry want to want to be great at what they do or understand things the first time and giving yourself grace to realize we've got to go over these things and raise your hand and pause. Like, say that again. Run that. Okay, I don't understand. Can you run it on another example? And the more that you're around these these communities and these conversations, um, the easier it is to understand, which then you can start strategizing. We want to jump to strategy right away when we don't really understand the concept and what these things actually mean before we can start creating the strategy and, and really understanding that vision and that growth mindset on achievement. That's exactly it, right? And so back in 2018, a mentor, right, and a person that you believed had the right fabric, right, the right fabric that you wanted to weave yourself into, had to share it with you and really hug you with that information over and over and over yeah. again. And now you're part of that, right, that that fabric, because then you probably got that tax return, right, then you saw, you're oh, in yeah. your own experience through your own eyes, Changed what that did for right, and, and, <laughs> and, now, and now because you've experienced it, now the traction I make up is probably building like a snowball getting bigger, because now you know. Yeah. Well, I think for me individually, it's important because now with the market center and specifically with my team, now I can start impacting more people in their journey of wealth. Because now I'm like, guys, you made enough money this year. We have two options. We either go buy an investment property and, and depreciate it or we pay the IRS. Which, which lane do you want to do? I've always, well, I want to buy the properties. Some people want to pay the IRS. I get it. Um, but I think that- I don't get just, it. I don't get it. <laughs> And Brett's told me a couple of times, cost segregation is the icing on the cake, not the cake. And I'm like, well, the other option is I got to pay the IRS. So I feel like it's kind of the cake. It's kind of kind of both. <laughs> and to be clear, so all of us legally pay the IRS, but we're owned. And we are just really passionate about finding all the ways that we may not be Correct. able not to pay them this year or potentially ever. <laughs> so. Correct. Right. And no. being a real estate so professional, you have these benefits. And we don't know enough about and That's what I love about this community, about what you're doing, what Brett's doing is we just don't know enough about these. I wouldn't even call them loopholes. They're, they're legit tax strategies on doing the things that Trump does, the legal things that Trump does, doing the things that a lot of these right, real estate investors, <laughs> not all the stuff that he does, but the things that he's done with, with, with his hotels and, and being a real estate investor and being a real estate um, mogul and what these, I want to know the game that these $100 million earners are playing. I don't want to talk about what these million dollar uh, real estate agent games they're playing necessarily. I think that's the conversation that you guys have opened up in this community. Well, that's just it, right? Because when you realize what game it is that the wealthy are playing is they are just really clear on how important it is to the world governments, right? This is not a US specific idea. This is what world governments do is to partner with the people of their country to help grow the economy, right? That is the top priority big rock for yeah. a government. So the gift for us as real estate professionals is housing happens to be something that the government really wants us to partner on because they on their own dime do not have the infrastructure resources and money to be able to provide enough housing for Americans, right? Energy sector is another thing. This is why these incentives uh, are being offered and are openly in the IRS tax code. We just need to enlist a financial team, right? And hopefully also a tribe, a community, an environment that can help us become aware because once you are, you can't unsee it. Yeah. So in the eight weeks to wealth, you talk about investment strategies, you talk about tax strategies. What else do you talk about in those eight weeks? 
So basically how we break down our entire community in the eight weeks to wealth give you a, just a taste of what that looks like um, are the eight pillars that we talk about in wealth. And the, the most obvious one that we all start out with when we, we become realtor associates, right, is that we want to understand business management, right? This is why we talk about key performance indicators around contacts and appointments and like listings or you know, buyers that we end up serving um, that end up in GCI, right? So to build enough cash flow from- For those that don't know what GCI is, what's GCI? Oh, your, our gross commission income, right? Based on the houses yeah. that we sell, our, our pre-tax- pre-expense income after, you know, we, we pay our splits and royalties to, to our brokerage is, is how we learn how to business manage, right? And over time, we learn how to business manage, not just for ourselves, but successfully through others, right? So that's the first pillar. And we do actually, Julia, talk quite a bit about that in eight weeks to wealth as well, aren't like business management. Business management, right, is is really the first pillar that we focus on um, overarchingly because people have to make money in order to be able to invest money. Mm-hmm. Right, absolutely. Got to yeah. make some more more than enough, more than to cover your survival rate to have something left over to invest. Number two is right building a legacy plan. This goes back to the vision, right, of really understanding what is the cash flow that you're trying to accomplish and the why. So we do spend some quality time on on going into that for our members so that it gives them a starting point to think about it. Because again, vision is just, it's the igniter of, of all success and starting performance. And after we help give an idea of what the legacy plan looks like, we dive into some financial management. Right? We, we start chunking down what that can look like for you to manage your money differently so that at the end of the day, you have some money left to invest, right? So we call that remargining your life so that you end up maybe in the beginning spending less so you can save more. Again, that depends on how much money you're making or that you may have to build the habit of saving anything because Julia, if you're like me, you probably have a close friend in your circle that when all that money comes in, they don't even think about saving taxes. All the money just goes back out. We all know that one name that comes to mind, right? So really understanding how to set up those pre stages before one can invest means to understand your burn rate, understand how much money you would need and why. What we're discovering in, in our community is that it's not that people don't know what their ceilings of achievement are, because you ask somebody how much money would you like to just have showing up in the bank account, and you'll hear numbers like ten or 20,000. Like Those seem to be the typical numbers that we get. Mm-hmm. And when you ask people, right, what is your burn rate or where do we start, they don't know their net worth. Mm-hmm. They don't know their burn rate. It's that The problem is we don't have a floor. Right? So if you combine that by understanding and stepping on the scale of awareness of where you are now, what, however you like it, you may like it, you may not like it, is actually the most powerful thing you can do first for your family because step one, you're stepping on the scale. Right? Step two is we can help you create that plan based on your time frame, your time yeah. perspective, right? the, the things that will drive you to make that go up or down because those what, once we know what your, your current state of financial situation is, we can help you adjust that dial based on you then coming back to our community and making the decision on, I need to save more. I don't need to save more, right? I'm just going to add five years to it. I don't have five years for that, mm-hmm. but that's the starting point. When that, that awareness just changes your work ethic, it changes the way you see how many closings you need or how many closings you want or whether you're going to take the day off or come in and prospect and, and go build more. Because one question I constantly have for Brett, I ask him at least probably once a quarter, is like, when is enough enough? And he goes, 
it's never enough because there's always a new challenge that you're after because when you look at it and you measure it, you create new goals and new things that you want to achieve with it. Yeah. And it's, and that is Brett's perspective. And it's also, it happens to be my perspective. And then we have, you know, some members in our world that say, you know, I'm actually quite clear on when it's enough. And here's actually, I've learned why. Right. And that's equally powerful because at the end of the, of your life, you're going to, Daniel, you're going to create different peak experiences of your life of things that will matter to you and your family. And they'll be completely different from my peak experience and things that, you know, will make my life fulfilled. And this is why sometimes, Julia, I also think it's hard for people to understand that wealth is so not linear and that our mission truly is to, to, to help people understand investment vehicles, structures, and that time perspective, because a lot of your wealth will end up getting built towards the, the latter part of your, of your time, right? I don't want to say life because that's not the, tr- the truth, but it's going to happen as a snowball effect as long as you're reading the right stuff. Right? becoming better with your money, whether better means that we're moving that dollar from a 0.01% checking account, you know, varying interest rate to a 5 or 6% high yield interest rate, right? Even that over 30 years on a dollar ends up being a ton of money, right? You can't tell me that we can't start saving dollars or, you know, $100 at a time, regardless of the path that we're on. Right. Those well, the are, other those thing are, I, I noticed that you all speak about in the eight weeks to wealth is other investment vehicles, not just investing in real estate, because there are some circumstances where maybe there was a better investment vehicle and not necessarily property. Yesterday, I was talking to Mark King, the president of KW, about a property here in Texas. It's, I mean, it's very expensive in Austin, right? Uh, so should I buy this property or rent, keep renting at this place that I'm renting at? And we determined that I could take the extra money that I would be paying on the mortgage and put it in an index fund and I'd be way better off and keep buying investment properties, right? Like there's different strategies. And so I know a lot on this podcast, we're always like, buy real estate, buy real estate, buy real estate, which ultimately is the answer. But there's other answers too. And there's other investment strategies too. And you all touch on some of those in the eight weeks to wealth as well. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and also to, to be clear, the reason that we focus on real estate is because we have an unfair advantage in our industry of being able to be inside traders and we're not going to jail for it. Right. So every day you have deals coming across your desk. And the question then becomes is, right, why are you helping others build wealth instead of doing this for yourself? This is why we begin there. And right? this is, the, again, going back to this is why pillar one of learning how to business manage yourself because you have deal access is something that that we trust you're going to master next, right? Once you have your financials management down pat, you're going to start saving some money. You're going to start getting some cash flow in through right? your, your lead pillar of investing, which is hopefully real estate. doesn't have to be. Um, and then it's going to be time for us to go to the next pillar, which is how to protect and start setting up some basic infrastructure so that folks you know, cannot take your real estate or cannot take your wealth. So we focus on that in eight weeks to wealth as well. Right? It's protections and insurance as another pillar. And then entity and trust structures so that your generational wealth that you may choose to build is going to be protected long after you're gone, right? Because to many, that's that's really important. Or to many, and to others, it's also important to know where their money is going to go and they're no longer on this earth. Finally, right, tax strategies is, is one of the sexy hot topics that folks love to implement right away because it's an easy one to call your bookkeeper and CPA to ask those questions, right? How can we make this happen? Yes, you know, Augusta strategies, home office expenses, cost segregation, right? those are easy ways to implement to start noticing those effects, right? So tax strategies are loved as a pillar and ongoing conversation. And then finally, as you start to scale, 
is when we when we end up landing the conversations on some ideas on how to use different investment vehicles and also different types of debt structures, meaning, right, how do we stack your capital? Capital stacking is um, a conversation that is a bit higher level. But again, we're just giving you a taste to know what's possible once you feel comfortable going there. And then ultimately, how to not just think like a borrower buying your assets, but how to become your own bank. Uh, because there are incredible advantages to doing that and doing it through different investment vehicles to help you, again, accelerate that wealth plan because of the way that you can defer or never pay taxes on some of those vehicles. I can't just stress enough about just un- you don't need to understand everything, which you've got to hear everything. Because as soon as you hear it, when when Brett first talked about being the bank and his hard money business and buying notes, I'm like, there's no way. Now that is literally why we're liquidating properties to start buying more notes and to start leveraging a hard money business because these are things that I would never even have thought of or even like I wanted to be a good real estate agent. But when you start understanding that path to wealth and you start understanding, okay, well, we, we the vehicle of how to make the money, we've solved that because we're really good agents. Now, how do we start making these deploy is what Brett likes to say, deploy the money and start creating the cash flows and really thinking about wealth plan, like not wealth planning, but estate planning. Man, I'm on the phone with these with these attorneys, and they're talking about this estate and this entity needs to go there. And we need to. I'm like, I don't understand. Like, it's exactly what you said, Gabby. Can we record these, or can you give me a summary <laughs> email exactly on how I do this? Because, but having these trusted advisors that specialize in these lanes is the most important piece. Because I don't have to understand it all. I've got to understand it. But you partner with the people who are the experts to run the play for you to make sure that my children, my children's children, and so on. Um, are protected. And it is such an important, I love the way you just said that, Daniel, because that financial team, right, is also not a team that you are going to marry, right? They're just your first date. So as you're starting at like level one, I have a bookkeeper, I have, maybe I have a, I have a CPA, I have somebody who's helping me, right? maybe a mentor or a coach who's helping me get my business management straight. Those are not likely going to be the folks that once you reach level seven or level eight of your wealth building journey will be the only folks in your world. They may stay in your world because they've been fabulous all along and you got lucky, right? Daniel's like the person that found the first EA that 14 years later is still with them. And then now that that's gospel and they think that every admin professional is going to stay with them and are surprised when they aren't. Same thing with your financial team, right? So then you start adding on and you start learning because your fabric of knowledge begins to, to weave tighter, what it is that your financial advisor advising team knows and what they don't. Like one of the classic, classic um, pieces of feedback we get after eight weeks to wealth is that folks will, for example, take cost segregation or the Augusta rule back to their CPAs. And with, you know, and we'll hear, you know, I don't live in Augusta. So my CPA says I can't use this rule. <laughs> Go back and tell them it's, you know, section 280A. Have yeah. them read it back and ask them, how can I apply this rule? And then it, right, but that, that's how, when you wake up and realize, oh, maybe who I'm surrounding myself with can no longer help me to get to that next pillar, right. or that next level. Definitely. And that's a big well, takeaway is just checking, checking your CPAs and your financial advisors and just changing the language of can I to how do I? Well, no, that little piece of information is game changing on making sure that you have the right professionals with you. Um, supporting you and be able to, to to team up with you with that growth. Oh, just just to add to that, right? What what's really cool about that is when you when you start having those conversations, your financial team conversations turn into one of partnership. It's no longer the teacher mentee mentality, and you may end up teaching them some some great additional items because it hadn't been on their ras on their radar. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Now, as we wrap up, thank you so much for this, Gab. There's so much information um, in not only the, the journey that you guys are, are, are with KW Wealth, but just some of the mindset and vision and, and principles on what we're trying to get with a lot of these listeners is where do I start? What do I need to do first? Like I get cost segregation, all the other stuff, but how do I just start with a burn rate? How do I just start with um, managing your net worth and, and, and understanding these things before we can build on that journey? So I appreciate you taking the time and, and doing this for, with, with us today. Uh, Julia, any, any last words before we wrap up? No, I was just going to ask Gabby, what's the one thing you would want to leave our listeners with as we, as we wrap up? What's the one thing that you want to stick in their mind uh, from this conversation we've had today? Yeah, I think the first step would be for you to be really, really clear on where you are today, right? And that may mean to get some basic tools, whether they are our tools at KDB Wealth. And by the way, we we give them out freely. You can access them. You can email me at gabby at mykdbwealth.com and to really learn how to step on your own scale. That will be two things. Number one is you are going to gain some clarity around what your monthly budget or burn rate is going to be to get a sense of where you are with your current lifestyle, right? Step two is also going to be to understand where you are today in terms of your total net worth to get to get the idea. Now, if you love the numbers, then continue to do what you've done. You'll continue to get what you've gotten. And if you don't love the numbers and you would like to change right, how much money you have to make versus how much you'd like to make, then a really simple way is for you to think about right, that, that burn rate that would be your survival, that if you had that money coming in through passive cash flow investments, would make you bulletproof right, against things that could happen that are outside of your control. That would be the next step. After that, thank you so much. Yeah, that's awesome. It's been great having you on. Thank you for joining us today. It's really good to have you here. It's been such a delight. Thank you very much. And we hope we'll see many of our listeners in eight weeks to wealth. Awesome. Thank you so much. Everybody take care. Thanks for tuning in to the Color of Money podcast. Thank you, Gabby. Follow the Color of Money podcast today and get notified when new episodes are released weekly. Be part of this transformative listening experience.